podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? <laughs> Good. How are you since the last time we recorded a podcast? Since last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, felt the same. Yeah, we were recording this one uh, uh, pretty far in advance. Uh, our last episode hasn't even posted yet at the time that we're recording this um, because we're going to be out of town and it's just... It just works out. Yeah, Schedule. we don't need to give all this uh, information. But uh, yeah, this is... Uh, I, I don't know what to say other How than... How are you doing? Like, uh, you know... Pretty good. Same. We went to a hockey game last night, you and I. We did. It was and fun. it was a fun game, even though my uh, my St. Louis Blues lost because they didn't essentially didn't show up until the second period. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they they came back and came pretty close to to evening it up. So it ended up being a very exciting, high scoring game. Yeah. You know, seven to six at the end of things. Yeah. My Los Angeles Kings won. Yep. Just by just by one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they really poured it on. I don't the, care about hockey. I only, I don't actually care about hockey, but I like to support your. But also, you. I mean, hobby. you're not a sports person, but historically, as long as I've known you, you've enjoyed 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 going to sporting events. Like I do the enjoy the event them. of it, you like. You don't yeah. care about the game, but you like the what? What is it that you like about it? The collective effervescence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stadium food. Right. The opportunity to. I don't you like know. you like the kiss cam. You I like, like the, the like cam. intermission like shenanigans. Yeah, I like the whole production of it. Yeah. All. Anytime they drive a car out into the ice during intermission, that's always fun. I always yeah. like want to be the guy driving that car. Yeah. <laughs> I want to drive on ice. Um, uh, not like an ice road trucker. I want to drive on safe ice. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. This is a podcast where we talk about friends and how I met your mother. We watch an episode of each every week and. Recap, compare, contrast, and we have a bunch of fun segments and stuff. So we are almost done with season four. This is the penultimate episode of season four. Yep. Uh, so it's season four, episode 23. Uh, on the Friends side of things, it's called The One with Ross's Wedding. On the How I Met Your Mother side of things, uh, it's called season four, episode 23, is called As Fast As She Can. Right, uh, so we're gonna put a pin in as fast as she can, and we're gonna start with season four, episode twenty-three of Friends, which again is called the one with Ross's wedding. Okay, so uh, it starts off with uh, Monica, very much in character, freaking out out about getting to the airport on time, yeah. um, and I'm kind of with her generally. I'm a like let's err on the side of getting to the airport. Early, which is very daddish. Even though I'm not a dad, it's very daddish of me to be like, we you should get to the airport like four hours. Hour, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is an international flight, but from New York, it, it's only like a five hour trip. It's like us going to New York. Uh, lengthwise. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, still, it's, uh, I like getting there early. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, um, I kind of hate flying. Mm-hmm. I think I've become that kind of crank about mm-hmm. like flying. Um, and there's also there was a tweet years ago that I always reference that like it's like Midwesterners be like why would I fly it's only a 13 hour drive right. and that is so me yeah I would so rather drive 13 hours than fly um, but uh, I do like getting to the airport early especially like what I hate is getting to the airport early for a super early flight because nothing's open mm-hmm. if there's a bar open or something you can sit you can have some you know a snack yeah. and a drink or whatever. It's always I always like to have a drink before a flight. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of like terrible airport 
airline experiences in our past. And I think it's because we're always like seeking out the discount. We're bargain hunters. We're always bargain hunters. So like we get like the worst scenarios. Yeah. And we kind of deserve it in yeah. some ways. And so you get what just you pay like for. being an adult and like pay for a small upgrade. Pony up for since we were better, able to yeah. and you know, we're grateful for that, but like we shouldn't be so cheap when flying. Yeah. We're too old to like fly spirit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't it. fly Spirit. If we could avoid it, just stuff like that. But like, we've also learned that we're too old to fly Norwegian Airlines, <laughs> That's which is the Norwegian. international spirit. We're too smart to fly Air Berlin. <laughs> Doesn't exist anymore, so Doesn't you can't. Doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm surprised you don't like it more because you usually just like fall asleep immediately on a on the plane. Yeah, but I still hate the indignity of um, the security theater which is what it is it's like all that tsa bullshit is yeah. just like to yeah. make you think they're doing anything yeah you gotta stand spreading you gotta take off your fucking shoes yeah. and like the rules are always changing i don't even know i still don't know what like you know what you can bring like hygienic products i can be bring i like is it have to be an ounce what is it it has to fit in a quarter a, a one quart bag it's like i hate all of that i hate the complete lack of legroom. I hate the way that airlines uh, encourage their staff to treat us as cargo, not people. Yeah. Uh, I, I find it all really unpleasant, really, un, really uh, humiliating a lot of the time. And as I've said to at least one of my conservative friends in the past, the state of airlines is an argument against the idea of the free market and the invisible hand because like right. if that were real yeah. if that were real like someone would have come along and made a better airline yeah but instead they're all like racing all the airlines are racing each other to be let's, as terrible as let's possible please as much yeah. from these people and like the fact that you have to like to sit in like the exit row or the or, like the yeah the exit row it used to be like, well, you do this service, and now like you have to pay to yeah, save everyone's life. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have to pay like fifty dollars yeah. to open this <laughs> yeah, door for everyone. What is this flight attendant fantasy camp? Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Also, like, I don't know. I follow a lot of like travel uh, TikTok accounts, mm -hmm. and like sometimes they're like um, like flight attendants saying like, if you are nice to them when you first walk aboard, sometimes you do like tip or a gift card sure like you they accept gifts yeah. like you can give them something nice and they'll take good care of you but yeah we always get like the super lowest fare so no one's taking care of us ever yeah, yeah. i remember listening to a podcast and i won't say the guy's name because i think he's kind of a dick but um and he but he's also like a really well-off guy because he writes for like a major tv show that everyone has heard of um and he was saying that he like has a drawer full of like twenty dollar Buffalo Wild Wing gift cards, yeah. and he carries them around a little bit of time. And like every once in a while, like you know, the valet at the studio lot where he works, yeah. or whatever, he just like. Um, but he's rich enough that he can have like a thousand dollars worth of Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. Yeah, um, we haven't even gotten to the show hardly, but um, our first call to action: What's your travel style, and do you have any travel hacks? tips tricks that you'd like to share with us have you had an experience uh good or bad okay. with uh, air travel okay so uh all right so 
anyway, so Monica's freaking out. She's packing. She's checking off everything, like, you know, deodorant, check. And she keeps saying check. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Rachel and Phoebe kind of make fun of her for it. Um, but then she's like, that's something my mom did. And then, like, Ross comes in and he does it, you know? Yeah. Which is, which is pretty funny. Um, there's a funny joke. I don't know if it's in your funniest moments about um, Joey almost forgetting his passport. Is that in your funniest moments? No. Um, uh, they're all, almost at the door. And Chandler's like, do you have your passport? And Joey's like, yeah, third drawer of my dresser. You don't want to lose that. And then just like stares at him for a second. And he's like, oh. Right. <laughs> that was funny. Um, so Phoebe's uh, going to be staying at Monica's. Monica and Rachel's with Rachel because they're the two who aren't going. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Monica's kind of—I <laughs> kind of like sometimes when Monica's like exasperated with Rachel, you know, because mm-hmm. she's like telling um, uh, Phoebe where all the like cleaning products are, and yeah. Phoebe's like, "I can just ask Ra- ask Rachel." And Monica says something like, "Yeah, let's see how Good that works yeah. out for you." Good something that. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Ross, like, begs Rachel to go to his wedding, um, which I don't know. It's kind of like last minute also. Like, she would have already had to have a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he's kind of, like, pissy about it, you know? Uh, Whereas at least, like, when Ted wanted Robin to come to his wedding, he wasn't like... Yeah. Like, uh, it was, like, genuine friendship you know things between ross and rachel are still weird yeah uh then we finally cut to london which means i was so shocked i thought i will get to it at the end and the challenge accepted but i my one of my predictions was at least one scene takes place on an airplane nope (laughs) they cut directly to london we missed the entire flight i couldn't believe i was like but uh to 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 soothe the 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 burn there, uh, we get the clashes London calling in a yeah. montage of actual on location London. Yeah. They actually shot this yeah. stuff uh, in London. Um, uh, Emily's really worried about everything um, uh, in in terms of of the wedding, and uh, Monica's not being a help. You know, like criticizing the food choices and stuff. Uh, and then it turns out the. And I don't know how this could have happened. Yeah, this is... The church where they were supposed to get uh, married, which is like was scheduled for demolition, they went ahead and demolished it early. Like, and okay, I'm, I'm guessing they're getting their deposit back or something, right? Yeah. I mean, anyone who's ever like planned a wedding, assuming the wedding is happening like within the week, right? Like, and they're like kind of rich people, so they have like a planner, they have like a coordinator, they have like yeah. Things that they do like a few days out. Yeah. So at some point in the demolishment of this, you know, like <laughs> church, they would yeah. have known about it. You can't yeah. just like go rogue and assume a church is free on the date that you want it. Uh, yeah. Was that their plan to just ha- have everybody show up at the church? Assuming you have like flowers <laughs> and like lighting yeah. and yeah. seats, like you're going there a week before, two yeah. days before, or someone will alert you. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah. This doesn't check out. And there's more things in this episode that I'm like, come on. And also Uh, just like waltzing into an active demolition zone. (laughs) Like you can't do it. We'll we'll get to that. I have notes about that. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Um, Joey wants to, Joey and Chandler are doing sightseeing together. Joey wants to see Westminster Abbey. Um, 
there's a funny bit here that'll come up in funniest moments. Uh, meanwhile, back at home, Phoebe sort of uh, points out or or just casually mentions Rachel still being in love with Ross, and Rachel denies it, but then realizes it's true. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey and Chandler are now at a souvenir stand where Joey wants to buy a big hat that has the Union Jack on it. Mm-hmm. And Chandler is being, like, a real dick. Mm-hmm. Like, second episode in a row. What was it last week that Chandler was... Oh, about Ross's ring going missing. Yeah. Ch- Chandler's just, like, not a pleasant guy. No, um, and that's his, his like, And it's true kinda. that Joey is being, like, in a kind of embarrassing tourist, but he's also, like, happy and having a good time and not hurting anyone. Yeah. So Chandler just needs to, like grow up but that's his character he's always like the antagonist and he's always like saying something smarmy but it's i guess these last couple of episodes it's to the point of like why are these people friends with him yeah well that's why like everyone jokes about not liking him like everyone jokes about like not wanting to like sleep with him (laughs) or marry him and everyone's like grossed out by him yeah do you think the writers were writing chandler as a dick because matthew perry is maybe they knew something that (laughs) we didn't yet um, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't read that memoir, but it, he sounds like a real, I don't creep. know. Yeah. Yeah. A creep. Uh, and a dork. Um, where was I? So that's at the souvenir stand, uh, Chen is being a dick, but then it's funny that he trips and falls, um, into the, uh, flower stand. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was funny. Um. And who's running the, uh, souvenir booth? I didn't even write it down. It's yeah. Richard Branson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first of two big cameos in this episode yeah richard branson is selling souvenirs um and he tells yeah there's a funny thing i don't know if you have it in it's like he tells joey that like all londoners wear these hats yeah and chandler's like why is no one around here wearing them and richard branson's like well these are all tourists yeah which yeah that's really funny um there was like a lot of merch there and some of it was like virgin atlantic merch Did oh you notice that? i didn't yeah Sometimes I've said before, sometimes the visual stuff, I'm so busy taking notes that I like might yeah. miss out on like visual. That's why I never see the uh, Magna Doodle, you know, when, right. so whenever you mazel to the Magna. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mazel to the Magna. Thank you for reminding uh, me. Well, luckily we did this two days in a row. I probably would have forgotten. Yeah. Um, okay. So Emily comes back to the hotel room. She's in a better mood now because she has realized she doesn't have to go through with this right now. She can postpone and have the wedding that she wants. And Ross, I think, understandably, doesn't want to postpone. It's like a big deal for him and all of his friends and They're their family there. to like yeah. take off work and fly there. I fully understand. Yeah. But I also think he's being not a good partner at the same time. You know. Yeah. Um, so it turns into a big fight. It like. I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you and I were fighting about something, mm-hmm. like, we had two different opinions, I would never, like, quote-unquote, like, put my foot down. I would never say, like, no, we're doing this. And that's yeah. what he's, like, he's saying. He's like, we're not postponing. We're having the the wedding. Like, that's, I feel like that's not, I don't know, you have to, if the person you're with is upset, yeah, even if you disagree with them, if you love them, you should, like, have the empathy to at least, like, see where they're coming from. Totally. And, and yeah. Ross, but maybe Ross, you know, this is all happening very fast. Maybe Ross doesn't love Emily. Maybe I start, I, I'm thinking, because I know enough about the show, that this wedding is not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I also know, like, uh, yeah, I know that Emily's not 
on the show. Like I didn't know who she was when she first showed up, but right. you know. Uh, anyway, so um, so she storms out. Um, Phoebe ba- back at back in New York. Phoebe is trying to uh, um, do some tricks, mental tricks, to uh, make Rachel not be in love with Ross, like making her focus on the bad parts of Ross, like mm-hmm. his greasy hair. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't want to step on any of your funniest moments. Cause there's Rachel, one there. Yeah. There's one. Rachel like is like, it's less, what did she say? It's more, what did she say about the hair that it's, it's not greasy. It's more like crispy or something. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's more crispy. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. There, she tries a virgin therapy, which I'm sure we'll get to, uh, back in their hotel room in, in England, in, in London, uh, London town. Um, Chandler apologizes to Joey, which is good. Uh, Joey shows on his little camcorder that he met Fergie, Mm -hmm. um, which I have to admit, I didn't know who that was. Really? I don't know. I like, I feel like people think it's like a stance to be like, oh, I don't care about the royal family, but I really don't. And not in like a antagonistic way. Like I really, truly just don't care and don't know. And it, we watched four seasons of The Crown, so I know some stuff now. Yeah. But that only goes up to late 80s, right? Yeah. The, the fourth season. But I feel so, like, I mean, even like tabloids here, like. We, have you, you see me reading any tabloids? Have you gone to a grocery store? Like uh, in the 90s? But I'm not looking at like, the tabloids. Okay. So yeah, I don't know who Fergie is. I know enough from The Crown to know she's not like an immediate member of the royal family. Is she like married to someone? Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah, and I did a, I did a semester abroad in London, so I know a few things about the royals. I'm sure you do. Um. But that's true. You you put on a voice like that, but like it's true. You did like live in London for months. Yeah. Like not as a tourist, you were living there and going to school. Yeah. Um. Uh. That's a. I had one of those hats, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they all do. All the. <laughs> You talked to you entered Richard Branson every day. Mm-hmm. You did uh, pass one of the Gallagher brothers on the stairs. What's that story? I did. I was going like down to a club that was in like a basement. Yeah, and I walked by like one of the Gallagher twins, and people were like staring and like, oh my god, like whispering and talking, and everyone was like smiling at him, and I just kind of like, ugh. yeah, <laughs> like rolled my eyes at him. Yeah, I wonder if like people from. L.A. are generally less starstruck because it's just common, you know? Um, I also saw Jonathan Rees-Meyers on the street okay. and took a picture with him. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, so no thoughts on my hypothesis there about, like, are L.A. people less likely to freak out? Because yeah. we're just used to seeing, you know, yeah. seeing exactly. fucking, like, Kirsten Dunst at the farmer's market or whatever, you yeah. know? Um that happened to a friend of mine. Um, saw Kirsten Dunst at the farmer's market. Anyway, uh, let's see. Where was I? Um, uh, Ross then is b- blaming Monica because Monica is the one who talked her into, like, gave her the idea of postponing, gave Emily the idea of postponing. And Ross is blaming Monica, but when Monica realizes what Ross, like, didn't said, she's like, no, you're an idiot. Right. Um uh, and then she goes to say some things about like every girl has been planning her wedding since she's five, which yeah, is like that's that's yeah. old fashioned. Yeah. But um, some girls do, and that's fine. 
just like put that like broad brush thing. It, but it was like, kind of cute annoying. that Ross is like, I thought you were playing flying nuns. And she's like, <laughs> well, we were that too. But yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I wrote, <laughs> we watched these yesterday. I wrote Ross is an idiot. I don't remember what that specifically refers to or just like Ross is just generally an idiot. Um, I don't remember what, probably, something in this scene, he's just like an idiot. Yeah. Probably from that conversation, like being so aloof. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Joey calls Phoebe and there's like a joke about like long distance, which is like, I don't even think about that anymore. You know? Yeah. Cause like, I mean, I guess on my phone, I have the thing where you pay. You have to get calling cards. Like even I had calling cards in right. 2001. But right it, now you just like tell your provider, tell yeah. Verizon or whatever you have, like I'll be in this country. And they say, okay, if you want to use your phone like normal, it's an extra 10 bucks a day or right, whatever, right. you know? Um, but now everyone uses like WhatsApp and other, like you don't even need to do that. I don't think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, like sh- she was saying something like mundane and he's like, well, that just cost me $4. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, Phoebe makes a joke about, uh, Rachel, not even really a joke, just like not being helpful with taking care of the duck and the, and the chicken, you yeah. know, uh, Rachel's no help or something. And Rachel gives her a dirty look. Um, then Joey, uh, <laughs> Hangs up and turns on the TV and Cheers is on and he gets all like Weepy. sad about like missing. Oh, because like Phoebe asked him if he's homesick and he's yeah. like, no. no. But then once he considers yeah. it, he is, um, which we'll get to. We'll get to funny as yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but it's only been like two days. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then Ross and Monica come up with an idea. This is where I like I got really uh, eye rolling about the reality of the situation they're like oh we'll have the we'll we'll just have the wedding in the this demolition site the ruins or whatever but it's not ruins it's an active demolition site and no you can't have 50 people or whatever in a band and chairs and lights and a cake you can't like someone's gonna get killed there's a very (laughs) like this is on brand for these people you know how they make everything their fucking living room yeah they're making this demolition site their like fancy wedding venue um meanwhile rachel has decided she is too in love with ross to ignore it and she's gonna fly to london which is stupid Mm -hmm. um Phoebe tries to tell her not to be stupid, but uh, Rachel is too stupid. And that's how the episode ends, except for um, a very funny tag at the end, or a very cute tag at the end, where uh, Joey and Chandler are on the top of a double-decker tour bus, obviously having fun. Yeah. Is inside joke between me and you, but yeah. anyone who's on the top of a double-decker tour bus is having fun. They look that's, like they're having fun. That's, that's, Natalie, that's what Natalie that's believes. That's my idea of fun, is being <laughs> on the top of a tour bus in a new city. Because I, I, I can't remember where we are. We saw one, this is way early in our relationship, it's an ongoing running joke, because we saw one and you were like, oh, they're having fun. And I was like, how do you know? <laughs> look just, at them. Like, just being on the top of a double-decker tour bus yeah. means having fun. Yeah. Um, uh, Joey does a little sort of like, pre-smartphone age selfie. Uh, mm-hmm. And then um, there's a bit where the guy in front of them is coughing all over them, which mm-hmm. plays a little bit differently post-COVID. post, co- post COVID. Yeah. Uh, and then that's how the episode ends. Um, do you have any other stray observations before we move on to funniest moments? Uh, nope. Uh, all right. I'm going to go 
in order, even though I know it means you're, uh, uh, you're going to steal one from me, at least one, if not more than one. But uh, Joey has a map of London that is a, it has all the, all the major sites are, pop, it's like a pop-up it's book, a, but like it's a, a map. It's a 3D map. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just the, I'm glad I was actually looking at the TV, not taking notes, because just the visual of him like opening it and like, you know, Big Ben and Westminster Abbey and stuff like popping, popping up out. just yeah. made me laugh out loud. Yeah. That was a great props to the props department. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, uh, what do you have? Um, well, yeah, I will steal yours when Joey and Phoebe are on the phone and he's feeling, um, he's missing home. He's feeling homesick. Um, she ordered pizza and he's like, oh, you ordered pizza? You ordered you, pizza without me? You ordered yeah. pizza without me? Did you get the Joey special? She no. says, she says, we got the Joey special and he goes, two pizzas? Two pizzas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's not like what's on the, what's on them or where they're from. It's just the fact that there's multiple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, this one is so dad joke and I loved it. Um, when Schindler was being a dick at Westminster Abbey, Joey called him <laughs> Westminster Krabby. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny that just like the sibling, like tradition of saying like socks, check, shoes, yeah. check. Travelers check, check. Yeah. And then Ross is like, all right, suitcases, check. And everyone yeah. makes fun of them for having a dorky childhood. Uh, and I think we do that, too. I think everyone does it. I don't say check out loud, but I do have a checklist. Oh, okay. I think I should just say that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I, I'm the one who tends to talk to myself more than, than you are. I do, are. but I do under my breath. Where you... I think I'm under my breath. You think under your breath, but you're as loud as can be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've definitely been like grumbling about something and you've been in the, in the other room like hear you what's wrong yeah and i'd be like what you, you heard, heard that, that? <laughs> it wasn't inner monologue um yeah. you know what's funny is like in public spaces you're too quiet sometimes where i can't hear you because you're so afraid of everyone else i don't want to hearing I, you i, I don't it's not, then, i'm not afraid it's respectful i don't want to intrude on anyone else's conversation with my conversation right but it's not an intrusion if i can't even hear you and i'm sitting one foot from you yeah um, but then when you're at home, you're a loud, loud mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Bellowing. It's all bellow over here. Yeah. Uh, all right. My last one is uh, Phoebe's attempt at aversion therapy where she just tells Rachel to close her eyes and think about Ross and then she slaps her in the forehead. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Um, I liked the, um, the Fergie cameo like in Joey's little video and she's talking about the hat and she says like, I think it's quite dashing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Uh, do you have any more? Or should we move on to friends but make it fashion? Uh, let's make it fashion. Um, I love what Monica is apparently planning, planning to wear on the train because she looks like a, like a 1950s greaser. She's got a white tank top and a what I think is a pleather, black pleather jacket. Oh, I didn't notice this. Uh, yeah, I thought it was very cool. She looked like hip. Well, I think at the beginning of the scene when she's going check, check, she doesn't have the jacket on. She's just wearing like a, a white like tank top okay. like not it's clearly not an undershirt right but it's like a fashioned up version of like an a a a shirt or whatever and then she puts on her black pleather jacket before they head out um so in like true like uh tourist fashion joey's wearing like this absurd hawaiian shirt that says <laughs> big kahuna all over it yeah yeah and he doesn't normally wear this like kind of shirt. So why is he just like leaning into this like yeah. tourist? Do you look? think Joey has 
Well, he had a had a passport. I'm trying to think. Do you think Joey has ever been out of the country before? No. Because he's very like New York, like local yeah. guy, and also not unlike the Gellers, not from money. Mm-hmm. And Chandler comes from money too, but in, with a lot of dysfunction attached. And he's very much like a Tony Soprano. Like he's very Italian, but has right. never gone to the motherland. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, like I guess that's true of season one, Tony Soprano. Right. He goes in season he does. two. Yeah. And then he picks Commendatory. up Furio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, My favorite character. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty great. Uh, all right, this one is just me. I'm sorry, just being like, uh, I guess, a creep. But uh, Rachel has a dress that's essentially like a like a slip. <laughs> like, yeah, it, she loves slip dresses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was um, very fetching. Phoebe's overalls are just getting like bigger and bigger and more <laughs> cartoonish, which I like. Um, I'm torn on this one whether I liked it or not. Okay. But it was definitely, it definitely stood out. Another Monica one. When she's telling Ross what an idiot he is, she's wearing like a zip-up, like, ribbed, like a ribbed zip-up. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. That's like green with like tan sleeves. Yeah. It's very like sporty. It's very sporty. Like athleisure. Yeah. Um... And I definitely liked the color of it, and I liked that you could tell the texture with the the, the ribbing. But um, it also felt felt weird for Monica to dress all sporty. You know, I don't know. She sometimes does, and she wants to be comfy. Yeah. Um, she has such a tiny, tiny body. I, I think that's part. It really emph- it's, it was very tight and very much emphasized how yeah. small she was in in a, in a way that uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I had not gonna talk about people's bodies. Yeah, no. It's just very conspicuous. She's gorgeous, is all I'm but yeah, she has a very tiny body in this outfit accentuated just how tiny she was. Yeah. Uh anything else in, in fashion? Nope. All right. What's uh what's under the umbrella? Oh, um Phoebe had a we were talking about um the Geller's childhood, like, oh, we used to say this all the time, yeah. and then Phoebe says, Well, my mom used to put her of her head in the oven. Yeah. Oh, that was just the once. Yeah, it was very, very dark. dark, very yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, also, um, Joey watching Cheers on TV. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Joey um, watching TV. Yeah. Also, like Phoebe being, I like when Phoebe's the voice of reason, and I like when Phoebe's a good friend. And I think Phoebe, you know, sitting Rachel down and saying like, "You cannot do this. Ross mm-hmm. is our friend. You're going to ruin his wedding." Yeah. He's already decided he loves Emily. Yeah. Whether or not that is true, you know, as we've talked about, um, that's where they're coming from. And it's like she shouldn't be like, "Go, like go to him," or you know, yeah. like it's good that she is like reasonable and is acting a good friend to not only Ross but also Rachel in this moment. Yeah. I think um, what, I think as the audience we're supposed to when she when she's in the bedroom and she calls out to Phoebe, "Hey, do you know where the food the the duck and the um bird food is?" Mm-hmm. And Phoebe's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Okay, I just want to make sure you know cuz I'm leaving." And we're all supposed to be like <gasps> like I think we're supposed to be like excited, excited that she's like going to stop the wedding. No, it's a very childish thing to do. Yeah. But the whole time she was in there like packing. Yeah. Like, yeah. She doesn't tell Phoebe what she's Plotting? Probably because she, I think she probably knows that Phoebe's going to try and stop her. So she doesn't want Phoebe to know until the last second, you know? And also, wouldn't she, like, go and get her, like, toothbrush and face wash from the bathroom Hey, at some point? Phoebe's preoccupied, you know? Yeah. She might not have noticed. Yeah. Uh, 
Also in the umbrella, I wrote like there was there was a gay panic joke, but it's so like commonplace that I already forgot what it was. Oh, <laughs> it's like right at the beginning of the getting ready. There's something between Chandler and Joey. Oh, I think. No, no, no. It's in the hotel room where um, Ross and Monica are like having like a real talk, and Joey and Chandler like run and hide in the bathroom. Yeah. And Joey's like, I didn't want them to think we were like not wanting to be part of the conversation or whatever. And Chandler's like, you wanted them to think that we went to the bathroom together? Yeah. I think it was Joey says, I hope they don't think we both went in there just to avoid the conversation. Exactly. And Chandler says, I hope they did. Yeah. 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 You have a great memory. Well, because you jogged it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we take a quick break? Yeah. But I need a sip of water. <laughs> Why don't you vamp for a minute? We're back. We're back. <laughs> there was an ad somewhere in there. I'll have to decide where it is. Sorry. Um, uh, maybe the... Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, next up, I guess we're we're back and we're ready to get into How I Met Your Mother Season 4, Episode 23, as fast as she can. Okay. Natalie, take it away. So, we pick up where we left off of um, Ted running into uh, Stella, mm-hmm. um, but it turns out Tony's with... Yeah. Tony's with her. Yeah. And um, it's really awkward. And they say, like, oh, what a nice surprise. And um, Ted's trying to play it cool. And then he envisions, like, him playing it cool, like, having, like, a hot French girlfriend who's, like, a version of Stella. Also played by, also by Sarah played, Chalk. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, French Stella versus... And, th- like, so he, that's his, like, playing it cool... And the alternative is like him, like sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah. uncontrollably. Um, uh, then after that awkward run-in, um, Tony shows up um, to the to Ted's apartment in his karate gi. Gi, yeah, yeah. it's called the gi. Um, and he's saying like, um, "I'm really sorry about all of this. I owe you like a whole." bunch you got me and Stella back together and you know you got our family back in one piece um I want to get give you a job so he wants he invites him to like he knows someone from like Princeton or yeah I'm trying to remember did we know that Tony like came from like an aristocratic family yeah like so he's loaded his family's loaded I don't think we knew that okay um but he invites him to like build a curriculum as like a in the architecture department at Princeton or some Ivy League university yeah. and um well no he offers him a uh professorship doesn't he professorship yeah yeah Ted thinks it's going to be an offer to design like a library or something yes. but then yes, he's like you yeah. can teach yeah um and then we are I think we're at McLaren's and we're talking about um oh uh who oh Barney gets a ticket. Yeah, and which is the first I'd know of Barney having, having a, car. a car. Yeah. It, it used to be that in season one, um, Marshall had a car. He was the only one who had a car. And then mm-hmm. there was a whole episode where he, they had to like, you know, it was essentially like very sad to compare it to like having to put a pet to sleep because we just went through that. But it yeah. was like a very sad thing of they were, all, they were all at the mechanics together as Marshall like said goodbye to his car. So now suddenly Barney has a car. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Barney has a car. He got a ticket, and then this leads to a conversation of like 
how easy it is to get out of a ticket and how everyone has gotten out of a ticket. Um, Marshall, <laughs> Marshall's way of getting out of a ticket was really funny because he was like going to a barbecue and like he could tell that the officer was a real brought man. Yeah. Because he had like mustard on his tie. That's right. Not on his holster. And he was like, he had like a German name or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not only did this like police officer like want to eat the brats, like he followed Marshall to the barbecue <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> eat, <laughs> eat with him. Yeah. That's how Bar- Marshall got out of a ticket. Okay. Call to action. Have you ever gotten out of a ticket and, and how? Um, Have you? Yeah. The first one that comes to mind and I actually think this is a uh, a funny story, so I'm glad it came up. Okay. Um, I lived in Chicago for years before I had a car, and then I had a car for a while. But my car, I got in St. Louis, and my driver's license, I never had an Illinois driver's license. I have a California one now, but I never had an Illinois driver's license. I had a Missouri driver's license. So I got pulled over for making an illegal left, and I played the I'm not from here card. Even though I lived in Chicago like three years at that point, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't know or whatever. Um, and so she just like gave me a warning um, and, and and let me go. And then like not that long after that, <laughs> we had a shoplifter at my video store. And so we had to call the cops as per like uh, protocol. And the same cop came in with her partner. And I was like, hey, remember me? illegal left on Lincoln and she was like okay <laughs> like she was like weirded out that I was so excited to see her <laughs> yeah but it's funny that you would assume that she would remember like this minor violation <laughs> yeah yeah um but then she ended up becoming a, a regular um what was she renting uh, police academy uh no she Copland. was actually from uh where was she from she was from a country well, I, I, she was from a country that was a former like Soviet Union country somewhere okay. in Eastern Europe. And so she would rent a lot of like Eastern European type of, uh, movies and, in German movies and, and stuff like renting stuff that was probably from where the region she was from. I can't remember where she was from, but somewhere on the other side of the iron curtain. Yeah. And she was ended up being a customer for like years. Yeah. Um, I have a, a story also, uh, I'm not from around these parts story uh-huh. of getting out of a ticket. This was, um, my best friend and I took a uh, like a road trip. We rented a car and we drove through the American Southwest. I think I probably have talked about this trip before. Yeah, you've told me for sure. A lot has happened. Yeah. A lot happened on this trip. Um, the I got pulled over twice. <laughs> <laughs> the first one I successfully got out of the ticket. Second one, not so much. But the first one, driving too fast. I think I was in New Mexico. At the time, driving around, it was like a very small town, like outside of Carlsbad, New Mexico, and got pulled over by a cop, and he said, um, I'm pulling you over because you were going so-and-so in a so-and-so speed limit, and of course, my like heart is racing because I'm afraid of cops, Is you know, that's the system that we live in, um, um, and he's like, do you have any questions about this? He was very stern. I was like, we're not from around here. What's there to do around here? <laughs> and he just kind of laughed. <laughs> and then I think he was eventually charmed by us. But he still gave you the ticket. No, not this one. Oh, that we, was when you this got This is out the of. one we got out of. Right. Okay. The second one, he was a real asshole and like very, very scary. I thought he was a fake cop. Oof. It was like a very traumatic experience. We got. Yeah. The, I got the ticket. Yeah. He was a real asshole. Um, speaking of asshole cops, you reminded me of... I was 
I think, I guess I would have been 17. Um, yeah. When um, my my girlfriend at the time, uh, my high school girlfriend, and I had gone to try to see the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, youngins, there was a time that you couldn't, like, always buy tickets ahead at every theater. This was, like, an old theater in St. Louis that didn't have, like, an online, you know, um, maybe over the phone you could have ordered tickets. I, mean, I remember doing that. I remember, like, I remember ordering tickets to the Truman Show over the phone. Like movie phone. Uh, yeah, something like that. Um, anyway, so we tried to go, and we got there, and it was sold out, and we were driving back home, so it was like, this point it's like 12.30, 12.45, and we get into a fight, and I get pulled over while we're fighting. Oh, yes. Not speeding, right. by the way. Right. The guy, the, the cop, who um, I later found out was like, of like the rookiest rookie like he was brand new because my dad i was i was in the city of chesterfield missouri which is my dad worked for the city of chesterfield missouri he was the vehicle maintenance supervisor he was in charge of making sure cop cars and snow plows and then all kinds of city vehicles worked so he like knew and he was like i don't so i told him the story i didn't know that he didn't know the guy I ended up finding out anyway so this guy pulls me over and he and he comes up and he's like i pulled you over because you were kind of touching the yellow line every once in a while <laughs> that's all it was um, but I don't know if maybe he saw me and Kelly fighting mm-hmm. and maybe that's why, but anyway, he could see that she was crying and, um, he asked me to get out of the car. Um, or no, I think he asked her to get out of the car first mm-hmm. and asked her if I'd been hitting her mm-hmm. and then got me out of the car and asked me the same questions. Um, and, uh, I didn't, he was trying to do the, like, buddy-buddy guy thing, you know, because mm-hmm. he was like, you've been hitting her? And I was like, no, we're just in a fight. And he was like, ah, catching an earful, huh? <laughs> um, and then he was like, uh, I noticed a real strong air freshener scent in your car. What's that about? Which, at this time in my life, I had never smoked marijuana in yeah. my at all. And I was like, I tried not, I, I, I tried not to be a dick saying it, but I was like, it's probably just the air freshener. <laughs> yeah. Because it was. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, he let me go and I got home and told my, my parents a story. And, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, in one way, I think he kind of did the right thing because if you were actually hitting her and, like, it gave her an opportunity to, like, yeah. nod or say yes or, like, I'm scared, get me out of the situation. Yeah. So I think he did the right thing. Um, but that's all predicated on... Did he pull me over because he saw that we right. were fighting? Yeah. If he didn't, then yeah. like anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, in my in my bad pullover on that same trip, the cop like made me get out of the car, and then my friend was like, "I'm gonna go with her," and he's like, "No, you stay there. Yeah. You come out." And I said, "No, I'm not getting out of the car." Like yeah. it was like some big scary man in like this big open road. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very, very scary. And I know he just did it to scare us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I got a giant park or speeding ticket. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so we're, okay, getting out of tickets. Um, uh, friends and mothers, weigh in. Yeah. Have you gotten out of a ticket? Yeah. What was your tactic? Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, so Barney... Um, is now okay. No, we learned. Sorry, Robin gets out a ticket by crying her way out. 
And then Barney's like, I need to put this to the test. So he has several scenarios where he's like racking up parking or uh, speeding tickets. He's intentionally driving to New Jersey and back at like 90 miles per hour yes. just to get tickets. So he tries one tactic of like giving a guy like a like card for a fancy Italian suit. Yeah. And then he has like a like a horny fantasy with like uh, like a hot lady police officer. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't pan out. Um Oh, he also says that um, <laughs> um, he's getting, he says, I have to get my wife to the hospital. She's going into labor. And the cop's like, Where is where's she? your wife? And like, she took another car. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, uh, Tony has another tactic to trick, because he feels bad about taking Stella away, you know, making him leave, making her leave Ted at the altar. A lot of guilt. So he's saying like, um, okay, I have like a wealthy friend who wants you you do um, build like a beautiful home for him. Yeah. And so Ted meets with this rich guy and they're like having dinner at this like opulent castle, like drinking wine. And he wants him to do like a laundry room, which is basically just like a torture chamber. Like, yeah, he what he's describing. Put, yeah. yeah. Like he needs it to be soundproof and spill proof, you know, like basically like a... Just a um, 15 by 15 foot uh, torture chamber, murder yeah. murder house. The actor is named Amir Talai. He's in so much stuff. Okay, he looked familiar. Um, one thing, somewhat recently from a few years ago, he is in Marriage Story, where I think he's like um, uh, Laura Dern's like paralegal, you know, um, if you can... Spot I'm showing Natalie pictures from the movie if you can oh, spot. Okay. So I think he okay. works because you know Laura Dern is Scarlett Johansson's yeah. lawyer, and I think he works for her in that. Um, but he's just like if you look at his his filmography, he's just in so much stuff. Yeah. Um, so Tony just wants to pay Ted off with a big fat check, no matter how he gets it. Yeah. Um, and Ted refuses, and Ted levels with them and says like I don't want Stella back. Like yeah. She left me at the altar. It's a traumatic experience. Like I've worked hard to try to get over it and I don't want her back no matter what. I think this is where I often compare Ted and Ross and I think a lot of, uh, those comparisons hold up, but I think this is the kind of thing where Ted is maybe a little bit more mature and advanced than, than Ross that he has that even though he's like a, a, a dope and a, Naval gazing sad sack. He also have an, has enough like sort of maturity and self actualization to uh, recognize what's healthy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Whereas Ross can often be very unhealthy and selfish, as we saw in in this this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ted says, "I don't want Stella back. She's all yours." And um, I guess this um, causes Tony to second guess everything, <clears throat> and. Stella shows up at Ted's door um, and she says, Tony broke up with me. Um, can you talk to Tony? And he's like, no, I don't want to talk to Tony. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> Ted gets a call. So Stella's over. Ted gets a call from Barney, who was, um, who's in jail, who's in a New, New Jersey jail. <laughs> and I guess like this, like, sexy fantasy that he had. The real story was um, the female police officer is like, 
you have 15 moving violations in like a month. (laughs) We're taking you in. Um, So then Stella has to drive Ted to go to New Jersey and bail him out. Um, And at the jail, there's like a funny moment with like child criminals in the cell with him. Yeah. Um, But then on the way there, Stella and Ted have like a good conversation and Stella wants him again to talk to Tony. Like Stella says, Tony is the one and I I know it like we're family. Like at the time when we, you know, we got pregnant, um, we were 19 and didn't know anything. But then like through time, we realized that we're meant to be together. And, um, I think it's like, it was supposed to be like a, like a sweet conversation where Stella says like, you will find your person like, She's on the way. She's coming to you as fast as she can. So there's going to be like a series of trials and tribulations and it's going to seem like it's never going to happen, but she's going to get here. So it's all about like fate and everything is like meant to be. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of like a sweet conversation Um, and it works for Ted because he ends up talking to, he agrees to talk to Tony. Um, They get Barney from jail um, why did I write last last time I wore my name in underwear? I wrote my name in underwear. Uh, something Barney said. It's just a story Barney's telling about how one of his like conquests was able to like track him down after the fact because oh, he likes okay. to leave. You know, you know, love him and leave him. Okay. Uh, and she was able to track him down because his name was in his underwear. Okay. Um, Lily's back. Very briefly. <laughs> she comes back briefly and like is like, I've thought about the peanut butter and jelly joke. Yeah. Um, maybe I overreacted. And then, yeah, Barney's just like being Barney and like talking all this shit about yeah. like his conquest. And she's like, I need to ease back into this. Like, I can't well, take this. Um, she's like, so what's going on with you? And Barney t- starts to tell a story about how he's he's clearly trying to like make a fake family to get out of a speeding ticket, you yeah. know? So he's yeah. like, well, I'm planning on heading down to the natal ward and seeing if I can find myself an amnesiac mother. <laughs> and She's like, I, like uh, I have I to ease back. I need, yeah. I can. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot. So after Ted talked to Tony, they end up going to LA together and Tony and Stella and their daughter, whose name I've forgotten. Yeah. Um, it's, Rosie? Sandy? I think it's Sandy. Clara? Um, he writes a screenplay called The Wedding Bride. Right. And Ted says, like, we're getting into the Under the Umbrella stuff, but okay. Ted says like more on that later. The Wedding Bride will come up later. Okay. But yeah, The Wedding Bride is a funny name. And then Stella's like a Dr. Tadoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tattoo removal. Yeah, apparently like with a beachside <laughs> tattoo parlor Stand, or... Yeah. or uh, or office. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also wanted to mention the, the, the montage of them being successful in Los Angeles includes uh, Jason Jones on walking on the 28th Century Fox lot, which, of course, was easy for them to get because that's where How I Met Your Mother filmed, you know? So you and I have been on that lot. I've been on that lot hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually probably not exaggerating. I don't really do that as a Seinfeld thing, you know? I've I've ridden in a, what does he say? I've ridden in a Cadillac hundreds, hundreds of, of times. times. So I used yeah. to do that, but I probably have been on the Fox lot hundreds, hundreds of times. But you and I have definitely walked through there like, like, like a lot of lots, they have a little New York, mm-hmm. you know, New York Street, they usually yeah. call it. 
so that's when you when you're out on the street uh you know how i met your mother and it's clearly a, uh you know on a lot that's mm-hmm. that's where it is mm-hmm. it's 20th century fox lot in the shadow of nakatomi mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh okay yeah what did i miss uh, that's uh, you. You hit on. We hit on everything okay. that I, I had. Okay. Um, are we moving on to funniest moments? Yes. What do you got? <laughs> um, I have. Um, oh uh, shoot! Okay, when Marshall's being like pulled over, and he he mentions like what he's like going to a barbecue for, and then the officer says, "Did you say brats?" <laughs> Uh, well, after he tells that story, um, Barney, about his speeding ticket, says, I'd have done that, too, if I had been on my way to a barbecue. Damn, I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the um, the rich guy, I forgot his name. You looked him up, the actor. Amir Talai is Amir the actor. Amir Talai, when yeah. he says, um, I tend to make a lot of racket when I launder. Yeah, you stole mine, because he wants his laundry room, yeah. quote, unquote, you know, torture chamber murder room yeah. uh, to be soundproofed and he yeah. says yeah i tend to make a, ra- a lot of racket when i launder yeah uh all right well that's all i had then do you have any more nope uh how i met, how I met your mother would make it fashion i don't have anything well again me being purient uh uh french the french version of stella was very hot in her bustier yeah <laughs> whatever yeah um uh and then i liked we see so much of tony uh in his gi and stuff like that i like when we see him as rich preppy guy mm-hmm. because at the end he's wearing like a like a window pane checked shirt under like a very like nice you know wool sweater he looks very like east coast preppy yeah. aristocrat yeah um and he's as dumb as a lot of those guys probably are in real life too yeah political uh, anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh well so what's under the umbrella i guess i usually uh start with this um i wrote Again, like with the gay panic thing, I wrote fat phobia. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of it because they're talking about big fat check, big fat check, and they're making like fat jokes. Yep. Um, uh, Marshall or not Marshall Barney accepts a challenge to get mm-hmm. out of a speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you notice that when Te- when Barney <laughs> when Barney calls Ted from jail? Did you notice that Ted's ringtone is "Let's Go to the Mall"? <gasps> I was I knew it was something, but I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome and very funny. Uh, yeah, and then just Ted being a super romantic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the scene at the end, after they go to get Barney and they come back, and Barney gets out of the car, and you know Ted and Stella are sitting there, and um, the scene at the end where Ted is talking about like the love that. Uh, Marshall and Lily have for each other the love that clearly uh, Stella and Tony have for each other mm-hmm. and how he like recognizes that he knows what it is and he's never felt it and he mm-hmm. wants it I thought it, like Ted's a big sap and everything but I thought that was a really good good scene well written scene well acted scene by Josh Radner and, and, and Sarah Chalk mm-hmm. um, yeah we get a challenge except wait for it and then he points at Ted. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. How did I not... I mentioned him in ch- accepting a challenge, but I didn't put that joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, fat phobia. Um, Robin at one point says, bump this fist. <laughs> so she wants a fist bump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after maybe getting out of a ticket. I think so. I can't remember now. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, should we move on to similarities? Yeah. Yeah. I have a few. Well, I have, I, I normally let you start cause you're better at this than I am, but okay. I, I have, I think a, 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 a pretty good one, which is the idea of someone wanting to break up another couple, you oh, know, that is a good one. you know, Rachel wants to break up, uh, Ross and Emily and others want Ted to break up Stella and Tony, but yeah. he, he doesn't go through with it. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, there's a, um, when Phoebe slaps Rachel, there's a slap. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a slap. Right? On friends. Yeah, for the aversion therapy. Yeah. How I Met Your Mother is normally the home of the slap. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I just wrote down the wedding bride. Emily is actually a wedding bride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have. Okay, well, let's... Uh, Let's play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one. How friends. I Met Your Mother. Okay. Uh, it's as a good. You know, it's a I, good friends. I love a field trip. You love a field trip. I love them being in London. Is this? I think this. No, I'm gonna stick with How I Met Your Mother because I know I have like I think we've changed each other's minds before in the playing mm -hmm. favorite segment. Mm -hmm. You're coming close because I do like all the on location stuff. Yeah. But um, I thought the. Uh, I, I sound like a broken record, but when something is, I've said this before, I'm more able to suspend my disbelief on How I Met Your Mother than on Friends, because How I Met Your Mother is that type of show. The the, the demolished church thing was yeah. too stupid. It was very stupid. And also Chandler being a dick was a little bit too, like, it was supposed to be funny, but I was like, legitimately like, fed up with him, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's, that's why I'm sticking with How I Met Your Mother, but this is a good Friends. It's just got a few things that stuck in my craw. Yeah. Well... Uh, we only, our last episode hasn't posted, it's only been a day since we recorded our last episode, so you'd think we wouldn't have any correspondence, but, uh, oh. one tweet did, uh, come in about something I said weeks ago about not liking, um, Chelsea Handler's stand-up. Mm. Uh, but Paige says she also doesn't like Chelsea Handler's stand-up, mm. but, um, she used to watch... Chelsea lately, and she still listens to the Dear Chelsea podcast where people write in asking for advice, and they do video calls, and she has celeb guests, and she gives pretty good advice. So, right. like I said, every chance that Chelsea Handler is a nice person or a good person, I just don't. I've watched one stand up special and I didn't like it. So yeah. that's the entire uh, thing. So that's all our correspondence because it's there's been very little time for things to come in. Yeah. Uh, let's move on then to my favorite segment to introduce this segment is called how were we doing this is where we look at what was happening in the world in the days these episodes aired so season four episode 23 of friends which again is called the one with ross's wedding aired on thursday may 7th 1998 as far as what happened uh, i remember this uh in the largest in uh the largest industrial not just car the largest industrial merger in history up to that point, I think, uh, Mercedes-Benz buys Chrysler for $40 billion U.S. dollars and becomes Daimler-Chrysler. Chrysler. It was big enough that, I, like, even as a, what, 15-year-old uh, or whatever, I remember it. Hmm. Um, I used to uh, drive a LeBaron. Oh, right. Made by Chrysler. Yeah, yeah. You didn't... Um, you did not trade in your MG for a white Chrysler LeBaron, like the girl with the short skirt and the long jacket. And John Voight's pen was not in my glove compartment. <laughs> right. 
Um, also born on this day, uh, NHL hockey player Jesse Pugliarvi was born in, in Finland. Um, maybe Yuhani knows him. Um, and went on to play for the... Currently plays for the Hurricanes. Was drafted by the Oilers, uh, but... Um, uh, played for the Hurricanes. Speaking of the, we were. Um, I don't know if every st- uh, stadium or arena, or whatever, does this, but uh, when we were at the the LA Kings game last night, they did a little thing they called like "lost fan alert," and then they zeroed in on a couple. Or I think they were actually brother and sister yeah. uh, wearing Edmonton Oilers jerseys. Like, yeah, just team, out of nowhere. There was no are, one sitting like, anywhere near not, them. <laughs> no one wanted to be and near they these. Exactly kinda, alike. Yeah, yeah. But it was the Blues versus the Kings. Um, I have seen the Oilers play at Crypto.com Arena back when it was Staples. Um, our mutual friend, Sean, the guy who introduced us, uh, got invited to a corporate like box to watch a game. And he had a plus one and he took me along because he knows I like hockey. It's the only time I've ever been in one of those boxes. You've been in one too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for a Clippers game, I want to say. Mm, it was Lakers. The Lakers mm-hmm. game. Oh, even fancier. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so that's what happened. Oh, yeah, top, top five songs in the U.S. on Thursday, May 7th, 1998. Uh, I keep changing the layout of this thing. At number five, uh, oh, back in the mix. Wow, it had a resurgence. Number five, uh, Savage Garden's Truly Madly Deeply. All right. Um, at number four, the Backstreet by Backstreet Boys. Everybody, yeah. yeah. Uh, at number three, Shania Twain's "You're Still the One." You're still the one. That I... uh, at number two, Mariah Carey's "My All." Mm-mm. Okay. Sure. Uh, I know you're a bigger Mariah fan than I am. Yeah. Uh, at number one, right where it belongs. Too Close by Next. Baby, no more crying. I get so excited. Um, all right. Season four, episode 23 of How I Met Your Mother, As Fast As She Can, aired on Monday, May 11th, 2009. Um, let's see. I had something here. Oh, the People's Republic of China confirms its first case, case of H1N1. Ooh. Remember H1N1? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the main thing. Top five songs in the U.S. Uh, I remember, I remember, um, you and I went to the only time I've ever gone to West Hollywood on Halloween. Cause it's like, if people aren't from here, or they don't know. It's like, it's, it's a scene. It's a scene. It, they shut down Santa Monica for blocks and blocks and blocks. I feel like it's like two miles of Santa Monica. They yeah. shut down yeah. and uh, everyone just walks in the street and there's like, food stands and there's a stage and performances and you come in and out of bars just like out- but it's outrageous costumes like yeah. so much fun and there was a i don't know if this is a good costume or not but there was a um four guys who were h1 and one. Oh yeah 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 i don't know if that's a good costume but for some reason it's stuck in my mind it's yeah, uh, topical i guess yeah. people love a topical costume but the west hollywood i mean i normally like a big scene like that but um that part of la is very difficult to get to i think if you're not if you don't live close like a lot of people live in west hollywood ride shares you know and yeah i guess you could get but even yeah in retrospect we should have like parked somewhere and just like got a taxi yeah yeah because we ended up parking like all the way on olympic and had to walk all the way up to santa monica this means nothing to people but um 
uh, yeah. Uh, so I haven't been back since. I'm sure it's fun. It's a good time. I wish if it would be really fun if they, but of course Los Angeles is too uptight about drinking to do this. If they set aside like open carry, not open carry, that's guns, but you know, yeah. open container. Like if you could actually walk down the street with your drink, as opposed to going in and out of the bars. I feel like on Halloween, like you could probably get away with it, especially if you make it part of your costume. <laughs> that reminds me of the very funny comedian Chip Pope um, said, how hard must it be to find an actual cop in West Hollywood on <laughs> Halloween? <laughs> Good one. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. At number five, Flo Rida, Sugar. Before it was Right Round, now it's Sugar. Um, I don't know that song. I know the System of a Down song, Sugar. Uh, at number four, Kid Cudi, Day and Night. No, no, I like that song. And number three, Lady Gaga's Carry My, Carry My, No, He Carried My Poker Face. Uh, and number two, Jimmy Fox's Blame It. Nope. And at number one, The Black Eyed Peas, Boom Boom Pow. Don't remember that song. Don't like The Black Eyed Peas. No. Nope. I think I might have to say every time, as yeah. long as this song is on here, or one of their songs, which will be a lot, they had a lot of hits, I'm going to have to point out I don't like The Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't think so with how much you listen to them. <laughs> I try to keep my musical mind sharp. Yeah. Wait, did I say, I must have said this, right? That I saw the Black Eyed Peas once? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pre-Fergie. Yeah. Yes, I did say that. Okay. All right. Um, well, then our final segment is called Challenge Accept Ted. Um, and this is where we try to guess what's going to happen next week on the shows based only on the episode title now let's see how we did last week i said uh the gang minus phoebes and rach jump across the pond knew that was going to happen and i my because i because i was like that's too generic i have to say something specific and i said at least one scene is set on board an aeroplane and it i was wrong they completely skipped the airplane part yeah so no nothing there um you said you were also wrong. You said Stella wants a lickety split split from Tony, played by Jason Jones, beloved star of TV's The Detour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, how about you vamp for a second? Oh. Um, Kung Pao chicken. Cheese pastry rolls. <clears throat> sea salt brownie bites. Mmm. Cheddar jalapeno pull apart bread. All natural heirloom chicken thighs. Sweet cannoli dip. Okay, I'm kind of screwed here. Okay. Season 4, episode 24 of Friends is called The One with Ross's Wedding Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do that already. No, because the other one wasn't called Part 1. Okay. Normally it would be. Okay. But and also next week we're not going to have to be able to do a um, how are we doing for friends because it's going to be there on the same, same day. day. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Um, well, there'll be so much time elapsed that we'll probably have tons of calls to action. Hopefully. Hopefully. Ho- a lot of, of correspondence, uh, correspondence to catch up on. Yeah. We'll really be catching up on our correspondence. Yeah. Uh, so what am I going to predict then? What happens? Um, I'm going to predict that... Uh, so it would be too easy for me to say they don't get married. Right. I have to come up with something specific yep. that happens. Yep. 
I'm going to predict that um I'm going to say Joey gets conked on the head by a falling piece of church detritus um, and has a fantasy oh who uh, 1998 who would be in his fantasy like a British person yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Hurley I'm going to say he has a fantasy about <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley. I like every, at least once a season to come up with one that's just ridiculous yeah. and just a huge swing because how amazing would it be if yeah. that were right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, season four, episode twenty-four of How I Met Your Mother. These are these are season finales. We should say mm-hmm. is called the Leap. The Leap. Okay. Um, okay, so it's going to be a big finale. Something big has to happen. Mm, okay. Um, okay. Maybe it's it's going to be like a, a leap of faith. Okay. And I've guessed this before, but Barney's finally going to make a move on Robin. Um... I'm trying to think. Uh, Barney. Uh, what's what? What does he do? Um, he steals himself. Uh huh. Um, and prepares to leap. Well, leap isn't to 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 spring into. Action, mm-hmm. um, uh, swinging to action, action, getting some that is <laughs> with Robin. <laughs> okay, okay, wow. Um, so you can uh, uh, you can find us. You, well, you found the podcast already. You're listening to it. Great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Good mm-hmm. job. Uh, you can also find a post for every episode at battleshippretension.com. You can mm-hmm. comment there. That's also where you can find my other podcast, Battleship Pretension. Also, you can find information about my co-host who has been in the hospital for over half a year. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can find a link to the GoFundMe to help the family there. We'd really appreciate that. Uh in addition to that, you can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com and you can uh, uh, tweet at me at Davey Pretension, D A V E Y Pretension. Mm-hmm. Um, pretension is spelled S I O N. I know most people know that, but I have some Battleship Pretension listeners have uh, been confused and tried to find me at Battleship Pretension with a T I O N, mm. like detention. Mm-hmm. It's an easy mistake to make. Yeah. Yeah, but it's S I O N. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now that I forget, remind the listeners of the friends and mothers where they can find you, where well, they can they track can. you down. They can't. <laughs> um, but you should, if you like this episode, you should rate, review, uh, subscribe. <laughs> you should yeah. tell your friends, tell your mothers, uh, open the app. That, yeah, smash your, that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button 
and then smash that five star button. Yeah, and write it us helps, a review. It helps people find we us. Love write it. us a review. We'll read it on this very podcast that you're enjoying yeah, right now. Yeah, unless it's mean or, you know, offensive, racist, in any way. sexist, yeah. homophobic, transphobic, yeah. anything like that. Um, yeah, I guess until next time, we'll see you at the best Abbey we've ever seen. <laughs>